This is the Fearless Agent Podcast, where you learn how to make way more money fast selling real estate with your host, the fearless agent himself, Bob Leffler. Hey, Bob here. This is Bob. Good day to you. And we are at the Fearless Agent Podcast for real estate sales professionals like you, where we explain why everything you've been taught by the entire real estate industry is wrong, and you will make lots more money in way less time by doing the exact opposite. And speaking of exact opposite, we have a guest host today, the lovely Kevin Callahan. How are you, Kevin? Uh, doing great, Bob. Thank you. Now, where do you hail you? from, Kevin? Uh, well, originally or... Well, it's still, we'll start out. with originally. Let's start with that. Uh, originally from upstate New York. All oh, really? Okay, we're not going to hold that against him. But now he's in the beautiful no. Henderson, Nevada. That's correct. The home of where they had a caucus. I think they voted for Bernie, didn't they? They did. Well, you can get liquored up in Nevada. That's what. That's how it all happens right there. <laughs> yep. So... Um, now, we, as, as you know, we always start with the headlines of the day. So today's headline of the day is the, I guess it's the good news, bad news premise, okay? Another person in California, if you want to call him that, another person in California fell to, fell to his death while taking a selfie. Did you hear about that? No. That was the bad news. The good news is he got a whole bunch of likes. hey Yeah, so, you know, it's not all bad news. I mean, come on. So uh, you made the mistake of calling me while I was in the studio, and that's how you end up on the Fearless Agent podcast. It's a cruel twist of timing fate. Now look at you. That's just what I need. Now you're, I think it probably will be, but that will, I'll be the judge of that, Kevin. So you had a question. What was – and I hope you have more than one because it makes me look better if you have more than one and I know the right answer. So please, feel free to write some other ones down. So we'll just talk to you for, for a little while here. So what? So tell me, how long have you been in real estate? I uh, had my license for 15 years, okay. yet this is really the, the third year of being a full-time agent. What was your other job part-time? Uh, I was a personal trainer for – you know, probably eight of those years, and then I was uh, working on the strip as a uh, as a spa uh, manager. Oh, okay. one of the hotels. Okay, so that you were in the fitness industry. Yeah, dur- during our our great recession, quote unquote. You can take one look at a photograph of me and know I was never in the fitness industry. Well, that was my next question. My gym has ashtrays on the treadmills. That's all I'm saying. It's low impact workout, really. Clang, clang, clang. That's me working out. So, um, so now you're in real estate, and uh, what's the big burning question you have right now? If we could fix this once and for all, you'd be the happiest about. Because other people I listening have the sol- same exact question. You don't know that, but it's true. I think solving the hours and the you know, the problem of not enough hours and prospecting, making sure that I'm, I'm setting more appointments and spending more time doing that. Do you have any other distractions in your life that are regularly scheduled? Uh, Kids yeah. got to be at the thing or, you know, that kind of junk. Yep. What are they? Yes. Kid, kids being at the thing, picking up the kids. Um, when does know, that happen on activities. week? Activities. Yeah. So does anybody help you? Are you married? 
I am. Okay, so that's not helpful, but, you know, you got to deal with it. Okay, so does she help <laughs> out with that? I'm assuming uh, it's a she. So, so from time to time, yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, normally I'm the, I'm the go-to, though. Okay. So what does she do? Uh, my wife's a financial advisor. Okay. So uh, what does uh, what would you have to earn in real estate net taxable income for her to quit her job? Well, I'm diving for my calculator. We're going to do math on the air, Ramon. You know, oh, he loves that. Uh, for her to quit her job, I'd probably say we would have to net, you know, one twenty. No, okay, well, that's not bad. And what's your average no. sales price? And I forgot my calculator, Ramon. Uh, let's say two seventy-five. All right. So I'm going to take you. You for those of you doing math at home. Take, put down your uh, average sales price. So 275000 times 4% equals $11,000 gross closed commissions. Okay? If you did 40 of those, that would be uh, 440000 right? Is that correct? That's right. Mm-hmm. Okay. And then your net would be about 220000 So my goal for you is to do 440000 gross, 220 net after the split and the write-offs and all that kind of crap. Okay? Okay. All right. So if, let's say, you made in the next 12 months $220,000 net taxable income, would your wife quit her job? No. Okay. Who would you hire to do your job with the kids someone (laughs) well who would it be uh a relative all right so let's have a plan for that okay now if you do you go to church infrequently but yes okay what kind of church is it i'm just curious uh catholic church oh my goodness okay i know stand up sit down fight 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 okay so then uh, uh i'm a lutheran did you know that I did not. Same as Catholic with less guilt and way more alcohol. That's all I'm saying. It's not. It's hey. slightly different. So uh, you're going to hire somebody and you're going to have an assistant. So the assistant can do some of that stuff. So in the future, and it's quicker than you think, you're going to have an assistant first and then you'll hire the relative that does the other stuff with the kids. Babysitter, basically, is what we're talking with. A dr- babysitter with a driver's license is what we're looking for, right? That's right. And no DUIs on a record. Okay. So uh, if you're going to do – so it, you have to schedule five listing appointments a week in order to do 440 gross and 220 net because when you schedule five listing appointments a week, two of them will cancel, you will go on three, and you will get at least one of those at 7% and keep four. Does that make sense? It does. And you know that's true because you've been a fearless agent for some period of time, and you've heard the stories where other people are all doing that. So uh, now they have conquered their little battle with the distractions. So I want you to schedule one perfect day. Can you do that? Can you? Do you have your calendar in front of you? I do. When is the next day? Uh, everybody tuning in in Radioland, 
I want all of you to look at your calendar and take the Fearless Agent Challenge and prepare to change your life. So everybody who has done this has changed their life. So uh, what's the next day you have with no personal, uh, which would be a dental appointment, schlepping the kids, anything like that, be, you know, and I mean all day, you know, sun up to sundown, no personal appointments, a weekday. When is the next one? I'm going to go for the ninth, so Monday. Okay. So on Monday, I want you at 9 a.m., to already be on the phone dialing. So you would dial the first at 8.59 a.m., okay? So 9 a.m. So I never ask anybody to do what I didn't do, so I did this every weekday. So 9 a.m., you pick up the phone, and the first people you're going to call are your sphere people that you have not talked to in uh, over four months. So any sphere people about and ask them for referrals. So you're going to use the magic referral generating words that I gave you, and you're going to call all of those people that you have not talked to in four months asking for referrals. Then you're going to go next to any new for sale by owners, and then you're going to go to any – now – I mean new for sale by owners that you have never talked to, never dialed their number, never left a message to, never had a live call with. Then you're going to go to any new expireds or canceleds that you've never dialed their phone number, left a message, or had a live call with. Then you're going to go to – and you probably will have scheduled some appointments by then. Then you're going to go to any new uh, follow-up calls that you're supposed to call because you've decided that you're supposed to call them. And then you just spend the rest of the day cold calling and filling up your pipeline. Okay? Okay. At 8.01 p.m. At 7.59, you're still on the phone. At 8.01 p.m., I want you to call me. Unless you're in the middle of booking an appointment, you know, which very like for some reason it was that last call of the day at 8 p.m. that that got me the appointment sometimes. But uh, call me at 801 and report two numbers and two numbers only. I don't want to hear anything. I don't want to hear any stories. I don't want to hear anything except two numbers, the number of listing appointments that you scheduled and the number of uh, great leads, which means – um, they 100% guaranteed will be, no doubt about it, moving in less than two years. Okay. So if they say, yeah, probably in a couple of years, that would not count. Let them go. Probably means probably. No, I wouldn't let them go. I would just call them back next time they show up in the rotation, but they're not. you're not going to follow up with them. So people get into your database when there's a reason to follow up, and that's because they said, yes, absolutely, for certain, we will be moving in less than two years. That's happening. Okay? Okay. And then we'll see how that goes. Now, what other problems do you find yourself having these days that we can fix right here in front of everybody? Well, I think 
you know, just processing uh, the offers that are generated by, you know, our pricing strategy. How many offers do uh, you have at this moment that you're processing? Well, I've got three. Okay. Um, on a listing. Oh, three on a listing. Okay. Yeah. Well, um, uh, what's the pri- what's the asking price of the listing? Uh, it's now. Two fifty nine nine. Okay, and that, you know, we've we've had a story on this one. You yeah. Know, so I've told you this before, but for the benefit of the other folks, uh, you never want to be priced at two fifty nine nine on any listing. You want to always, if you're that close to the two fifty, you want to be under it. So in that and, in that price range, and, I want everybody to write this down. Uh, write down two fifty to the right of that. Write two seventy five. To the right of that, write 300. To the left of the 250, write 225. And to the left of the 225, write 200. Okay. If you're ever within striking distance of one of those numbers, you want to be under it. So don't ever be a little above one of those. You're either right below it at 249.9, but you would never, because the number of people you would be invisible to would be massive, like crazy. And the the other part of it is when you overpriced. Now, when you, uh, you know, I teach people the million-dollar question. Did you ask the seller the million-dollar question ever? No. Okay, so I'm going to teach that to everybody. So I've got a, I've got a video. If, if people want to go to uh, uh, Fearless Agent dot tv hit the subscribe button one of the videos is called uh the million dollar question you could also find it easier probably by going to uh, but everybody should 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 subscribe to fearless agent dot tv um but if you go to fearlessagent.com and go to the video training page there's there there like an appointment setting section so you should watch those videos. Everybody should. And then there's a video called The Million Dollar Question. So after you book the appointment, the listing appointment, it's booked, you ask them a bunch of – you say, before I get off the phone, I got a little homework to do about your house. How many bedrooms does your house have? So you might notice I don't have an awkward pause there. The awkward pause that – real estate agents are guilty of is where they fill it with all kinds of stupid stuff. So, you know, before I get off, I I booked the appointment. Okay, I'm going to see you on Thursday evening at 7 p.m. And before I get off the phone, I got a little homework to do about your house. How many bedrooms does your house have? How many bathrooms does it have? And I just keep asking the questions until I get halfway through the list of questions. And then I say, if you were going to win a million dollars by guessing correctly, what price realistically do you think a buyer would pay for your house? So I'm not leaving. I'm not going on that appointment if they don't answer that question. So what would they have said? Do you think? Uh, Two sixty-five. Okay. Now your definition of fair market value, uh, your or your. Uh, your guess at fair market value, which is the price that would get you one showing a day 
after two weeks are over, you're still be getting to a showing a day. What would that price be? The highest? I thought two fifty five. Okay. And then what's the asking price today? That it's two fifty nine nine. No, oh, that's right. I knew that. How many showings are you getting a week? Uh, we've had sixty seven showings. No, last week. Oh, last week. Uh, last seven days. I. Let's call it six. Well, then, almost, then uh, one a day. you were right. Okay, so their house is worth two sixty, roughly. It's worth two fifty five. You're exactly right. You were right. So if you were, and now what's the current asking? The current asking price is two fifty nine nine. Correct. Okay. So, um, so you're priced right at fair market value. Now, let's say $255,000 was the best they could ever get, and they knew that. Would they take my money? I believe so. Okay. So they're real sellers. Um, and if you wanted to sell their house at fair market value, you should have been priced at two forty nine nine because you would get a, a lot more than a showing a day, and you would get probably almost an offer a day maybe we were at that price at what price for the at, we were at 249.9 for he raised the price the kid is backwards and ramon what what who are we course. talking to here this guy where did i get this guy oh i, I told you he was that's what day drinking does for you in vegas right there that's, so that's what right. why would why did you raise the price uh to be quite honest too much success. Uh, too much success, mm-hmm. and uh, the the offers weren't. How many showings were you getting offers. a day at two forty nine nine? Probably two to three. Two or three a day. A day, and then you raise the price to two fifty nine nine, and you get just slightly less than a showing a day. Correct. Okay. Well, that was a mistake. Obviously, that's right. That hurts the seller. Whose idea was that? The seller or yours? Uh, the seller. Well, sellers have all kinds of dumb ideas. Don't let them have ideas anymore. One thing that one thing that fearless agents do is you if you give you know I would say this life doesn't give you what you want, it gives you options. So, Mister Seller, we'll pretend you're the seller, Kevin. These are your two options. You can do the pricing the way other agents do it. I, and I wouldn't say this to a seller. I'm just giving you an example. Uh, and then you were going to get what other agents get you. So your house would sell for a little less than fair market value. Or you could sell your house for tens of thousands more than fair market value. And those are your only two options. So which would you prefer? Tens of thousands of extra dollars that you do not deserve? Or would you like to just sell your house at fair market value? It's up to you, Kevin. Okay. Well, I would like the tens of extra thousands. Okay. Well, now that you've chosen, by the way, you passed the IQ test, so congratulations on that. Now okay. that you've chosen the right answer, at this moment, you can forget about having any opinions or ideas from this moment on. Okay? Mm-hmm. It's like when you go to the okay. doctor and uh, – 
the you find out you have cancer, you're diagnosed with cancer, and then you go to the doctor who's the specialist in that, and they say, here's what we're going to do. You don't say, oh, I heard about some other options. Uh, no, you're going to do what the doctor recommends, aren't you? No one trusts realtors, so they think they can get – and there's plenty of good reasons why they should not. But because nobody trusts realtors, they tend to be in the habit of having opinions about the way it should go. But now they've got a fearless agent in you. They are not allowed to have opinions anymore. So it's it's good to be able to explain that to them in a nice way. Um, so what what is your question about that now? Where you're, You are where you are, so what's your question about it now? Well, no. I, now I'm now I'm negotiating, and mm-hmm. I, well, getting, I don't want you to negotiate today. Oh, you did? Yes. Okay. Well, I will be in about you know thirty minutes after after this phone call. Thirty minutes after this phone call, he'll be richer than he was before the phone call. That's how great these coaching programs are. In a half an hour, he's going to be richer just because he talked to me. That's right. Maybe that would happen right. anyway. I don't know. So. Um, so in pricing, since we're on that topic, when you think of you know overpricing the listing, what could possibly hurt the seller more? Okay, so uh, yeah, I think I think in the next episode of Fearless Agent Podcast, we're going to talk a little bit about pricing, but uh, just generally. Uh, there's nothing that could ever hurt the 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 seller more than overpricing your house. So, uh, one of the reasons that happens is because there's kind of two points of view on pricing. One is that the agent could have the agent could say, "How can I possibly justify the seller's price opinion?" So I would have everybody write that down. How can I justify the amount? Like they said 265. Or you think they would have said that. So if their answer to the million-dollar question – and the million-dollar question is if you were going to win a million dollars by guessing correctly, what price realistically do you think a buyer would pay for your house? They give you a different answer to that question than if you had asked them how much do you think your house would sell for or how much do you think your house is worth. That, that's a different question. If you were going to win a million dollars by guessing correctly, what price realistically do you think a buyer would pay for your house? That answer will be much lower than any other answer. So they, let's say, would have said 265 So then most agents go into the mode of when they're doing a CMA. They go into the mode of this point of view. How can I possibly justify the seller's price opinion? Really, their point of view should be the same as the buyer. The buyer is the customer. The buyer is thinking, why in the world would I ever pay more than X for this piece of junk, right? They have a different point of view. They don't care about justifying the seller's realistic or unrealistic dreams for the pricing they're going to get. Now, some some uh sellers aren't paying attention to the market. So let's say this seller uh, had told you that they thought 225 was probably what the buyer would pay. What price do you think you would have listed it at if they had told you 225 was their opinion of the value of their house? 
Well, before I was a fearless agent, uh, I probably would have said 240 or 250, mm-hmm. somewhere around there. But because they said 265, you priced it at how much originally? 265. Right. So you did a different job yes. with a different outcome, with a different level of goodness, fairness, and value to the, the same customer just because of what they thought the price was. But the, the truth is, if they thought the value was 225, that would, that would not change the actual value, which we happen to know is 255 today. We know that for a fact. So it is fair market value, we have hindsight, is 255. If they thought it was 225, you like most agents would have listed it for lower, but because if they had thought it was 280, you probably would have listed it for even higher. And again, this happened before you were a fearless agent, so that's your excuse, right? Correct. Yeah. So you're like every other agent on that. So when yes, you sir. think about that, that's crazy. Like if you had di- been diagnosed with cancer and you go to the doctor and they say, yeah, look, turns out you have cancer. And you go, oh, no, I don't. No, I don't have cancer. Would the doctor say, oh, okay, well, I guess you don't then, so we won't treat it. Would the no. doctor agree with you or would he say, no, it would be unconscionable, it would be malpractice if I were to do anything different than what I do when I know you have cancer. So here's what we're going to do. We're going to do chemo and we're going to do radiation. We're going to do all those things that are unpleasant. So same with, same with real estate. You have to do the right thing. So in the code of ethics, there's a little, little known thing that says you cannot mislead a client as to the value of their house. So if you know it's 255, or you're, you're guessing, of course, at that point, if your best guess tells you it's worth 255 and they say 280, you, you're not allowed to agree with them without violating the code of ethics. You could say, well, I'm willing to list it for 285, but I am going to tell you, and I'm going to make you sign a thing that I told you that it's worth 255. And I'm happy to be wrong, by the way. So you could do it that way, but you have to be honest with the seller about the pricing of their house, of the value of their house. So if you're going to say, oh, it's worth 255 and I'm going to price it at 225 because I want to get a lot of offers and sell it for more than it's worth, maybe. You know, there are people who do that. Uh, you'd say the value, in my opinion, fair market value of your house is 255. In other words, if we were priced at 254.9, my guess is you would get one showing a day. You, in fact, have proved that. Um, so you were you were just about right. But you you could price it above that because you're weak and crazy. <laughs> you could price it below that because you're smart and uh, strategic. You could price it right at that at two fifty four nine, if the seller is okay with waiting no more than thirty days and getting two fifty five, which would happen. How much did you? How much are you going under contract for? Uh, well, when will this air? <laughs> In ten weeks, it'll be closed. Okay. Uh, 261. <laughs> yes, the right question, Ramon. Am I going to be sued? No. So uh, 261. So, yeah, you did a great job. No. Uh, well, thank yeah. you. Well, they're happy, right? They will be, yes. 
Yeah, you priced it at fair market value, roughly-ish, and you got fair market value. And did it take longer than 30 days or less than 30 days? No, we're uh, more, more than 30 days, to answer your question. Well, that's unusual. Why did that take so long? Well... The only two prices you've been priced at were two twenty were two forty nine nine and two fifty nine nine. Is that correct? Originally two sixty five. Oh, that's why it took longer. Right. Yeah, but if you had started at two fifty nine nine, it would not have taken more than thirty days to get fair market value. Just so you know. Correct. Yeah. Correct. So yeah, you'll if you're priced at fair market value within thirty days, you're going to get an off. You're going to get your house sold for fair market value. That's a true fact. And you're going to get one showing a day, which you did get when you finally got. At 265 how long were you at that price? Mm, about a month and a half. And how many showings in the last week at 265 how many showings did you get that week? I would have to look. What do you think? Maybe one. Yeah. So just going 5000 lower got you one showing a day. Correct. So that's that's good. All right. What other questions do you have about real estate in general or the, what we're already talking about? Well, do we have time to discuss doing our current market analysis? Uh, no, we don't. But here's the good news. Okay. The next episode of the Fearless Agent podcast, we are going to talk about that. So Excellent. just so everybody knows, I'll tee it up here. Uh, this is called the tease in the in the business, right? So uh, next week, what we're going to talk about is the fearless agent way of doing a current market analysis, which is wildly different than uh, the way that agents have been taught to do. So it will have nothing to do with the insanity that is called price per square foot or any of that baloney. And uh, we'll be doing it the way an appraiser would actually do it, which never includes price per square foot, oddly. Um, and you're going to come up with a far more likely accurate – and again, when you're doing the market analysis, you're always guessing. It's not an exact science, but uh, I want all of you to be way closer at it than you have been in the past. So um, – so what what really uh, is the most important thing? I'll tell you what the most important thing is. The most important thing is if you are referring uh, anybody to the greater Las Vegas area, Kevin Callahan is your man. That's a slogan that rhymes, and I think we're going to go with that. So Kevin like Callahan, he is able to help your people the right way. You can call him toll-free day or night at 702 204-7941. Now, I hornswoggled and hoodwinked you into being on the podcast. Did you have fun, Kevin? I did. Thank you, Bob. Well, once again, we want to thank all of you for joining us today. Please do visit us at fearlessagent.com. Please go to fearlessagent.tv and hit the subscribe button. You can always call me directly at 480-385-8810 if you are an agent earning less than you wish you were or an owner recruiting fewer agents than you wish you were producing agents. And uh, please do give us a five-star review of this podcast. And until next week, we always do have fun, be humble, but above all, be fearless. Thanks, gang. Thanks, gang.